The Lou and Matt Podcast. Yes, welcome along to the uh, podcast. An exciting week, Lou, because on the official permits that we've now got to use to cross mm. the border, um, it sounds like we've become a like a real high-risk kind of war zone because yep. we are cross-border extreme risk zone. Yep. Oh. Yep. Border extreme zone. I'm off to purchase a flak jacket this afternoon oh, just to, uh, in preparation for the extreme risk of crossing the border every day. Now, um, in terms of uh, in terms of being risk averse, I mean, obviously that that's <laughs> fine. They bring in the permits, all right, whatever. Sure. But you'd think that having had 369 days as we're speaking of being COVID free, mm. we could I don't know at least have the respect of not being called a cross border extreme risk zone. Yeah, you would have thought so. Temper the language, yeah. maybe just yeah. a little bit. Um, uh, way to not you know, stir people into a yeah, frenzy of concern. So what's the excru- extreme risk, of course? Is that based on evidence? Because, uh, well, I don't know, 368, no, I, nine days of COVID Yeah, free. no, I think it's based on hyperbole, Matt, and oh. the fact that um, they're saying that everywhere in New South Wales is an extreme risk zone. Yeah, That's essentially what the Victorian government is saying. I know, I know. And then you add in the, the border part, and it, it sounds good, to be honest, because it sounds like, you know, I'm looking out the window and I'm expecting mm. missiles to be flying around and yeah. it's extreme risk. Lava to be flowing yeah. down the Murray. <laughs> yeah, that's Look right. Look out. <laughs> anyway, we got hit with the permit stuff, uh, obviously, but it uh, didn't come into effect until Friday evening. So we don't, we can't report exactly how it's working on the roads, but we will on Monday on the radio, of course. Uh, but let's kick it off uh, today's podcast, Lou, with something a little bit different. Talking footy with Swatter. And live from, unfortunately, another week of lockdown, Lou, in Melbourne, is the great man, Wayne Schwartz. Morning, Swatter. Uh, morning, uh, Knucklehead and Lou. Just hang on for a sec. Just one sec. Now, listen, Lefty, it's another day, another week of lockdown, mate. You've got to play pay ratings. No, no tattoo for me, Swatter. Now, sit down and shut up. <laughs> Sorry, the boys are here. Uh, it's not going well. We need this tattoo done. We need well, I can't get to Melbourne. So, I mean, can... I, 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 it's got to be an essential service. I'm going to ring out Gladys today. <laughs> I'm going to get, I'm going to get Dan a lot the man of together. Would agree, would agree with you on the essential oh, service. Thank you very much, Lou. Mm. I'm going to call my mates at the Royal Flying Doctors. We're going to make this happen. These two blokes are driving me crazy. Swatter, how is everybody coping there? We're 200 plus days um, now in in lockdown in Melbourne. You know, when you when, when you say 200 plus days, that is such a sobering thing to oh, to hear, let alone to comprehend i just i just uh, very hard for me to got, not get sort of a little worked up about this 200 days where people have had to close businesses mm-hmm. where they've lost revenue they've lost income they've lost the ability to pay for the business that they're trying to run they've lost the ability to pay salaries to pay mortgages i mean this this is a this is a horrible 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 situation that anyone has to go through let alone the poor victorians that yeah. have had to grovel and suffer their way through 200 days of not having a life to live. And at some point, I said this last time, at some point our politicians, state and federal, 
need to devise another strategy because you cannot keep doing this to people because you are destroying businesses and you're destroying people. Well, well they're said, destroying well, lives. Well it's, it's so yep. true. 100%. Lou? Yeah. Now, a word on Taylor Walker, please, uh, Swatter. Uh, Robbie Young, uh, who was the, uh, the, the the victim of the racist slur, mm-hmm. although mm-hmm. not to his face, but we know the story now anyway. Yep. Uh, tax issued an apology. It was mm. obviously scripted, but Robbie Young was there with him. Yep. And um, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's good enough or wasn't good enough. But like you said to me off air, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't with an apology. His, his apology was his apology. We Some people may not have liked the way that it was worded or scripted or said, but he still apologised. He did it with Robbie. And he did it publicly. He did it publicly. And he's going to pay an ongoing price and continues to today. And this is the thing. It's not something that we should tolerate. We can't condone it. We need to address it. Um, but I think that there's a huge opportunity to continually educate ourselves, educate techs, and heaven help the next person that makes a similar mistake because Indeed. the way that techs has been annihilated here by some within our industry, to all of those people, look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, have you ever made a mistake before, a significant mistake? People make them, sometimes unintentionally, and they need to be given an opportunity to learn from that. And I yeah, hope that that happens with Taylor. true. But there's zero tolerance for racism and quite, oh, to- right, and totally. quite rightly so. Totally. Yep, totally, Lou. Um, I, think that, I think that we've got to jump on these situations very quickly and make sure that we stamp them out. But we hold everybody to account, not just an AFL football player. Oh, everybody, but, you're but right. Correct. Anyone in the community that behaves this way needs to be held to account and we need to continually call it out. All right. Okay, let's fly through the games here. Lou, you have the first one. All right, let's go to Marble Stadium tonight, GWS and Richmond. Oh, God, GWS to win. <laughs> Bulldogs and the Hawks down in Tassie. Oh, um, hmm. Hawthorne in a boil over. Oh, hello. Down in um, Tassie. Did it the other week. Yeah, okay. Um, this one's the Cats and St Kilda. Uh, no, I think G Long will be a little too good, Lulu. Um, oh, I can't do this game, Lou. You do it. <laughs> Port Adelaide and Carlton at the Adelaide Oval. You know, if the oh. Premiers and the, oh. and the Prime Minister want to see how to run a successful organisation, just put the microscope over to the mighty Port Adelaide. Got to yeah. They are <laughs> humming along beautifully. <laughs> that was too much time. Too much. And you do the next one as well, Lou. I don't want any part oh, here, of this. Here we go. Oh, well, Bris- Brisbane Lions and uh, Collingwood at the Gabba. No, it'll be a full-body audit with a spifflication. Brisbane, back on track. I've got another 5,000 tickets yeah, coming out. You do the next one too, Lou. I don't want any chance. part of this game. Um, North Melbourne and Sydney Swans, no. Swatter. This is a oh, tough one for yes. you. They're playing for the Wayne Swass pewter mark here. <laughs> and uh, the Kangaroos will be spirited, but Sydney will be too good. <laughs> and, Lou, okay. you do the next one because oh. I don't want to hear about this one. Okay. Uh, what about Melbourne? And Oh, who's that other Adelaide team? Oh, the Crows. Oh, shut up. Yes. <laughs> I, What's up, the uh, G? It, it doesn't matter. This could be on Mars, Lou. Let's be serious. This could be on we Mars and Melbourne. And Melbourne, shut up. Oh, this could funny. be on Mars and Melbourne could have seven players playing and still win by 18 goals. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to Melbourne Town Hall. I'm going to protest today and demand, demand that Gillan McLaughlin <laughs> accepts the licence back from the Adelaide Smos. because they're no ready good. to give it, to be honest. All right, last two real quick. Suns and Essendon. Uh, no, the Bombros. And uh, Freo and the West Coast, or the Derby. No, the West Coast Eagles will win that. Beautiful. Swatter, mm-hmm. 
Thank you. Um, stay stay safe and healthy in uh, Oh, how do you stay lockdown? safe and healthy healthy when you've got two colourful characters, Bubba and Lefty, living in your <laughs> boat at the moment who just don't cope with lockdown, if you know what I mean. Yeah. No tattoo Look, for at me. Least you've See got company, swatter. Swatter. Have a very good weekend. See you. <laughs> we'll talk to you on Monday. It's Lou and Matt. And now the Olympics are over. It's time to turn our attention to the Paralympics. It starts on the 24th of this month, and our good friend Eliza O'Connor will be there competing uh, in the wheelchair racing category. Um, now she's going to be doing the 100, 400, and the marathon. Now that is versatility, and she joins us live from Canberra. Eliza, good morning. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Lou. So, Eliza, obviously when you're um, training for all of these events, there's different things that you need to um, work on. How do you train for all three events, which are so different at the same time? I'm just incredibly talented, Lou. What <laughs> that goes without saying, Eliza. Uh, great to talk to you, Eliza. Um, have, have fun in Tokyo. Um, so over the course of a week, we do um, many different sessions, and that may um, include anything from a starts and sprint session to um, intervals that may be, you know, four or five-minute intervals um, and then long pushes. So within the course of a week, we're covering a lot of distance, but we're also covering, um, ah. you know, a lot uh, techniques uh, and making sure that we're, we're ready to compete in, in yeah. you know, the one right up to the marathon. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. You seem to have slacked off a little bit, though, uh, Eliza, because uh, you've dropped the 1,500 metres, so you're going 100, 400, and then straight to the marathon. Uh, now, four did seem a little excessive, though, to be honest. Yeah, Matt, you know, I think I am getting soft in my old age. <laughs> <laughs> Um, look, I think after Dubai and the World Championships committing to five events was was probably, you know, I was probably biting off probably a little bit more than I could chew. Um, three seemed to be the sweet spot. Yes. And so that's what we um, decided to shoot for in Tokyo. And um, I'm really looking forward to just getting out there now. You know, it's been a long oh, yes, wait. So an extra long. year. But um, that extra year has, you know, allowed me to, you know, really be as well prepared as I possibly can be going in. So bring it on. It's uh, nine days until departure now. Yeah, so you're in Canberra at the moment, um, ready to go. Um, nine days until you go. How long in total will you be in Tokyo? Uh, so we touched down in Tokyo on the 21st of August and then we'll be departing on the 6th and then obviously we'll have our two-week uh, quarantine upon return. And, and at the moment that's looking like uh, being in Sydney at the moment. Right. But who knows, anything could change. And yeah. We've just all got to go into it and be adaptable and then flexible. That's it. That's the way, isn't it? All right, can I ask a question about the events here? So um, how long is the marathon number of Ks? Number of Ks, 42 Ks. 42. And you do the 100-metre sprint, basically, as well. So yes. let's say that you went all out at the same pace that you do the 100-metre sprint at the start of the marathon, right? How stuffed mm -hmm. would you be for the rest of the 41.9 kilometres? Like, how much energy do you burn in yeah, that 100 metres? Yeah, on a level of one to stuffed, how stuffed would I be? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really. Um, or, or, Matt, I'll throw it back at you. What if I did the marathon at 100 metre pace the whole way? Yeah. I'd, yeah. You'd be, you wouldn't be here, I, I would say. You'd be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, I mean, do, are you literally completely stuffed after that 100 metres? Like you couldn't do any more for the rest of the day kind of thing? No, look, I think I'd be able to um, continue pushing uh, 40. Right. You know, 
41.9k if I if I had to. Um, but look, we, we try and get a pretty reasonable start. We're always kind of jostling for positions out of the start of that 42 kilometres and it, it generally is a pretty quick start. Yeah. Um, so we have to be prepared and, and, you know, you have to read the girls around you and, and be prepared if they want to go, you've got to go with them because you want to be in that gotcha. draft. Interesting. Eliza, you mentioned off-air before we uh, started chatting that you are going to be celebrating a significant birthday in quarantine when you return from Tokyo. Um, can we say which birthday? Well, this... Well, 21st. I mean, it's... Of it's, course. It's, of course. It's 21 again. Fabulous. <laughs> Round of applause. Yay. Yeah. Well done. Now, the reason, I, the reason I mentioned it is because uh, are you going to be like Andrew Hoy and at 62 doing an Olympic Games? Well, we've done the maths and basically I, I it's possible I could compete in Brisbane. You know, I, I will be younger oh, awesome. than Andrew. Yes, yep. yes, do so, it. I think I think we've you know we've definitely got that within our sights. Um, you know, fifty-one that's doable. I think right. that's exciting. Eliza of course it's doable. We we wish you all the best. Uh, when exactly are you leaving? What day? The twenty-first. Twenty-first. Departing on the twentieth of August, and my competition starts on the first of September. Okay, we'll we'll talk to you as soon as you get back. Um, have a great time. Good luck. All the best. We're so proud of you. Thank you so much. Aubrey Wodonga, you have been an incredible support over the last five years of this journey and I can't wait to do you proud. Fabulous. There she is, Eliza O'Connell in the wheelchair racing and she definitely will do us proud over in Tokyo. At the movies. Our expert and very reasonable movie reviewer, Shane A. Bassett, joins us. Morning, Shane A. <laughs> Good morning, Lou. I've never been called reasonable movie <laughs> reviewer. You mean reasonable as in, as in you're very... Uh, you don't considered. I don't think. I don't think you. Uh, yes, gotcha. You know, are crazy with your. <laughs> no, I'm, I think I'm very diplomatic. There, there you um, ah, that's Could a good have word. said diplomatic. All right, let's and get. I don't, and I don't like giving away spoilers. Yeah, which we appreciate. All right, so the first movie is called Free Guy, and it stars Ryan Reynolds. Here's a little bit of the trailer. It looks awesome, actually. Guys, I have to tell you something. There is no easy way to say this. This world, it's a video game. I really want to kiss you. Is that weird? Listen to me. You're not real. Oh, he's not real because the whole world is a video <laughs> game, Shane. Oh, oh. It is a video game called Free City, and Ryan Reynolds plays this character. He's actually a non-playable character, an NPC, so someone who's just in the background of a video game doing nothing or is just walking oh. around. Yeah. Um, but he begins to get a mind of his own which sends up red flags for the designers of the game who have to go into the game, as you just heard, and find out what is going on. But the whole thing is really funny. I really had some great laughs and they're good special effects and there's some famous people who pop up in cameos. Oh, I love that. It's so a lot, lot of cool stuff happening in this. It it's, reminds me, the premise reminds me a bit of Wreck-It Ralph, except uh, that was animated. Yeah, Wreck-It Ralph, a uh, little bit Truman Show too uh, yeah. was mentioned to me. I think Wreck-It Ralph though maybe takes it a little bit further than this, but there's a lot of things happening in the background of this movie that you yeah. might not spot on first viewing. I've seen it twice so far and I'm Which sure I've missed fun. some things already. All right, cool. love it. Now, this movie is just a classic because they go through any possible organism that can attack humans and they've gone to grasshoppers and locusts <laughs> for this movie. Oh, stop it. The Swarm on Netflix. Talk us through it. 
it's a natural disaster movie, but it's interesting. It might sound funny, but it's not funny. Uh, it's about a mum, a single mum, and she's a farmer who is might all be losing her farm, losing her property. So she decides to reproduce edible grasshoppers and locusts. Yes. She can sell them as high-protein foods. People do eat them. Uh, except, oh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never, at this point, never eaten a locust. Oh, Matt has. So. They're coming for him. <laughs> <laughs> well... The breeding of these uh, critters gets yeah. out of control Classic. and they attack. Oh, is, it's very, very good. And it's Friday the 13th tomorrow, so it might be appropriate viewing. All right, yeah. going to watch it tomorrow. Um, now, uh, both of us, both Lou and myself, uh, you've watched all the way through. No, I haven't oh, watched all the way through. I've just started watching uh, it. Val on Amazon Prime, all about Val Kilmer and the fact he had a video camera with him from when he was young. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, one of the movies of the week for me. Um, I had a tear in my eye all the way through oh, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, behind the scenes of Val Kilmer. Now, he was referred to as being a very difficult actor over time. But, you know, it kind of shows a lot of a softer side to him in this. He took a video camera on the sets of all his famous movies. So you get to see yeah. some unseen footage. And he recently survived throat cancer. He, he can't talk anymore without pressing a little button in his neck. Uh, and that goes into detail with his family and so forth. So definitely a movie about movies. Awesome. Uh, a documentary on Val Kilmer. It's yeah. a must-see. Definitely. Shane A. Bassett, thank you so much. Three great ones this week. We'll catch you next week. Very welcome. Have a great day. It's Lou and Matt's Triple M. We've now got a new official AFL wheelchair hub here in Albury, 6 o'clock on Thursdays at the Scott School and the basketball courts there. They set mm. it all up. And it's really bloody awesome, Lou. It was very intense. I have to say, I tried it out um, last night. And I was parked in the forward line. Um, Brett was Parked, the main literally? Man. Like, did you stay yeah, still a fair bit? Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, Brett uh, told us about it. We talked to him last week. Yep. And so he took me through the game. He's the uh, Collingwood, the official Collingwood vice captain. Yeah. And he's an awesome player. So anyway, uh, we were both in the forward line and he fed me some beautiful passes, Lou, and I got three goals. Here's one of the goals. No. Can I play it back for you, Lou? You've seen the footage. Yeah. Yep, there nice. I was. That was the first of three goals. It was thrilling, Lou. Now, you goal with a hand pass. So a yeah. hand pass is considered a kick. Yeah. And an underarm pass is considered a hand pass. So if you handball to someone and they grab it, that's a mark. Okay. Right, but if if you get it with an underarm pass, people can tap you, you know, like touch footy. Yeah, right. And then right. you've got three seconds to get to rid get of it. To get rid of the ball. But, man, they barrel into you. They go, what, 100%. I had a chat to um, a couple of the lads after the game. Have a listen. Thrilling, a bit of euphoria and terror at the same time. Uh, Brett, that was, that was pretty cool. That was amazing. Thanks to you um, feeding me the glorious superstar full forward. I got three goals in the end. Oh, yeah. Look, you know, you and your Adelaide Crows jumper did it all. And that's why we ended up winning the game, Matt, and your skills. You know, uh, yeah, all, all there, mate. All oh, there. yeah, all there. <laughs> uh, except there was the, the terrifying thing that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. That was mainly this man. Uh, Dale, you cannoned into me within about 30 seconds and that gave me the shock of my bloody life. You genuinely barrel in hard, not just you, but, like, the good players, clearly. 
It's only because I'm colourblind and all I can see is these stripes to aim for. <laughs> but, but yeah, you've got to get in it to have the fun. Honestly, a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I reckon heaps of people would enjoy it as well. We've yep. um, just got to come down and try it out. Every, every Thursday, Thursday, 6 o'clock, it's yep. a great game. Yep, uh, 6 o'clock every Thursday at Scott School at the Basketball Stadium. Um, any person, any age, any ability, disability... Bring on down your family, have it a go, and let's get this cracking in uh, yeah. Aubrey Wodonga. Beautiful. I'm just sorry, lads. I've just got to sign a few signatures, so I'll yeah. see you later. All right. See yeah. you later. Look mate. at my adoring fans over there. Bullshit. <laughs> 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 oh. Didn't appreciate what he did. You see, see what he just did? Yeah, just he did, did a... the classic sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Got it. Did have some Heard fans it. there. What? Who were your what? fans? There's some nice people who decided. Did you take your girlfriend with you? No, I didn't. No, no, I didn't. Nah, she was a bit. Uh, No, (laughs) it was it was genuinely great. So I'd recommend it. It's a it's a a new sport, you know. And it's open for people to go and try. Yeah, and fantastic. Able-bodied or disabled, it it doesn't matter. You can you can have a go. Yeah, Yeah. fabulous. I love that. Yep, so give it a crack. Thursday, 6 p.m. at the Scott School. Are you going to continue? Because it looks like you're actually okay at it. No, nah, I'm scared of Dale. He smashed into me too many times. <laughs> 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 no, it's pretty cool. I, I, I probably would. You know, if I if I wanted to do a, a sport casually, I reckon it would be the perfect thing to do. Yeah. And the Vinnie's Community Sleepout is coming up at the end of the month. And Chantel Lydon from Vinnie's joins us to tell us more. Good morning, Chantel. Hi, Matt. Hi, Lou. Hi. Chantel, um, when we think of people um, being homeless and not having somewhere to live and sleep, um, we most often think of an individual that's that's sleeping rough. Is that the case or are we talking about families that don't have anywhere to live at the moment? You're exactly right, Lou. That's exactly right. We're talking about the person standing next to you at the supermarket. We're talking about families. We're talking about youth. We're talking about all, 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 all um, aspects of um, homelessness. It's not yes. the typical person sleeping under the bridge. Yeah, no. yeah. So um, the, the point of the sleep out is to raise awareness and funds um, and you're hoping to raise about $15,000 locally. Um, and where does that money go, Chantel? So that money will stay here right in our community, Matt. That will help Vinnies um, continue to do the work that we do for those experiencing homelessness and disadvantage. So when you're talking about people just not being able to find anywhere to live, is that because there's a shortage of housing? That's right, Lou. There's just there's just not enough um, available housing. Um, across Australia, there's more than 116,000 people experiencing homelessness. That's what we know of. Yeah. And that's including right here in our community. Yeah. Um, you know, we have such a high demand for social housing um, and there's just not enough a stock available. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, and what's the pandemic done? Well, you know, with with COVID, we're just we're noticing that people just aren't moving, and so therefore there's nothing. There's no housing available because people aren't moving. There's nowhere to move to, um, and it's actually just exacerbated the problem. What was already a, a escalating issue has now just um, increased three times. Now, Chantel, obviously, it's just it's staggering the amount of people, as you said, that, that haven't got anywhere to live. Um, if we want to be part of the sleep out or if we can't and we'd like to help in another way, what's the best option? Where, where should we go? So um, you can get on to www.vinnies.org.au forward slash community sleep out and you can get onto the Aubrey page right there and donate because, as I said, all funds raised will be staying right here in Aubrey and our um, local surrounding area. 
to um, to support venues to continue the work that we do to help those. Uh, who are homeless. Yeah, absolutely. And the sleep out is on uh, August the 27th. Correct. Um, and it's actually being held uh, down here in South Albury on site where we have 38 gotcha. social and affordable housing units. So that's where we'll be holding the event this year. Brilliant. Chantelle, uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us. The Vinnie's Community Sleep Out, and it is a crisis at the moment. So help out absolutely if you can. Thanks so much. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Matt. It's time for Lick It. Or kick it. Yes, lick it or kick it, Lou. Uh, you know how this works. If it's a lick, it's good, obviously. Still stuck on the lick. Um, although these days, uh, maybe I should even change it because in today's, you know, COVID world, what, licking what, stuff randomly is yeah, just not the. So what? <laughs> uh, what? What else could you use instead huh? of licking? I'll think about it. Okay. Um, it's staying as a lick at the moment, uh, a virtual lick. Uh, I'd like to uh, lick the <laughs> census. I'd like to oh. give it a good old-fashioned virtual lick. But the census is... See, the census is important, Lou. Um, here's my prediction, because everything is based on the census. Mm. You know, they make decisions that affect our lives based on the census. Mm. My prediction, I'm going to say 60,000 people in Albury, up from 51,000 in 2016. That's what I'm going to... That's what, my prediction. And 46,000 in Wodonga, up from 39,000, which will take us over the 100,000 mark for yeah. the first time. That's my prediction. That's not based on any data or facts. No, why would anyone let facts stand in the way? Yeah, but take it to the bank. Sure. What do you reckon? Do you reckon it's gone up I that re- much? No, I reckon you're right. Oh, yeah, people are flocking here. There you here. go. It'll be interesting to find out, but I reckon we've we've uh, we've tipped over 100,000. But, Lou, I'd like to kick... I'd like to kick... Well, this is probably going to be obvious. Uh, the Victorian government... <laughs> get this, right? 369 days COVID free but we are a wait for it cross border extreme risk zone that's all we are don't panic everybody but that's what (laughs) we'd hate to alarm you uh, but if you look on the site uh, services Uh, Victoria to get your permit that's what we're called it's nice to feel respected for our good work isn't it Mm. Uh, check out the bloody hyperbole honestly cross border (laughs) extreme zone I'd like to lick though Uh, I'd like to safely and hygienically lick (laughs) each and every athlete from Tokyo Oh, nice. You've done us proud. Not that they necessarily like it, but you've done us proud, guys and girls. And finally, though, I'd like to kick that bottle shop idea for Junction Square. Yes, yes the bottle please. Shop. Kick it. Have you signed the petition? Uh, not yet, Luke. I have. Now, I'm no Elliot Ness. The guy from The Untouchables, remember Thank that? You, Who tried yeah. to get Al Capone Detective. in the Prohibition yeah. era, yeah, yeah, played yeah. by Kevin Costner in Very the movie good. with yeah. Sean Connery. Awesome. But come on, Junction Square? It's a bottle shop at Junction Square? Do you know I had a look the other day? It's a community area. I, I had a look the other day. Is it, it is literally less than 100 metres to the next <laughs> bottle shop from there in, in either direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what we need? We need the cinema or a mini go-kart track. Or just some beautiful community space where we can hang out. Yeah. Although we're not allowed to hang out. Yeah, come on, Lou. <laughs> well, where we can hang out safely, distanced from each other, at least two and a half metres, wearing masks. Yeah, and not at a bottle shop. Yes. Anyway, there it is. It's Lick It or Kick It. It's time for Lick It. Or Kick It.
Yes, lick it or kick it, Lou. Uh, you know how this works. If it's a lick, it's good, obviously. It's all stuck on the lick. Um, although these days, uh, maybe I should even change it because in today's, you know, COVID world, what, licking what? stuff randomly is yeah. just not the... So what, uh, <laughs> what, what else could you use instead huh? of licking? I'll think about it. Okay. Um, it's staying as a lick at the moment, uh, a virtual lick. Uh, I'd like to uh, lick <laughs> the census. I'd like to give it a good old-fashioned virtual lick. But the census is... See, the census is important, Lou. Um, here's my prediction, because everything is based on the census. Mm. You know, they make decisions that affect our lives based on the census. Mm. My prediction, I'm going to say 60,000 people in Albury, up from 51,000 in 2016. That's what I'm going to... That's, that's my prediction. And 46,000 in Wodonga, up from 39,000, which will take us over the 100,000 mark for yeah. the first time. That's my prediction. That's not based on any data or facts. No, but why would anyone let facts stand in the way? Yeah, but take it to the bank. Sure. What do you reckon? Do you reckon it's gone up I that reckon, much? No, I reckon you're right. Oh, yeah, people are flocking here. There you here. go. It'll be interesting to find out, but I reckon we've, we've, uh, we've tipped over 100,000. But, Lou, I'd like to kick... I'd like to kick... Well, this is probably going to be obvious. Uh, the Victorian government... <laughs> get this, right? 369 days COVID-free, but we are a, wait for it, cross-border extreme risk zone. That's all we are, though. Don't panic, everybody, but that's what we... (laughs) would hate to alarm you, uh, but if you look on the site, uh, Services Uh, Victoria, to get your permit, that's what we're called. It's nice to feel respected for our good work, isn't it? Mm. Uh, Check out the bloody hyperbole, honestly, cross-border extreme risk zone. I'd like to lick, though... Uh, I'd like to safely and hygienically lick each and every athlete from Tokyo. Oh, nice. You've done us proud. Not that they necessarily like it, but you've done us proud, guys and girls. And finally, though, I'd like to kick that bottle shop idea for Junction Square. Yes, yes the please. Bottle shop. Kick it. Have you signed the petition? Uh, not yet. Luke. I have. Now, I'm no Elliot Ness. The guy from The Untouchables, remember Thank that? You, who tried yeah. to get Al Capone Detective. in the Prohibition yeah. era. Yeah, yeah, played yeah. by Kevin Costner in Very the movie good. with yes. Sean Connery. Awesome. But come on, Junction Square? It's a bottle shop at Junction Square? Do you know I had a look it's the a other day? area. I had a look the other day. Is it, it is literally less than 100 metres to the next <laughs> bottle shop from there in, in either direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what we need? We need the cinema or a mini go-kart track. Or just some beautiful community space where we can hang out. Yeah. Although we're not allowed to hang out. Yeah, come on, Lou. <laughs> well, where we can hang out safely, distanced from each other, at least two and a half metres, wearing masks. Yeah, and not at a bottle shop. Yes. Anyway, there it is. It's Lick It or Kick It. The Lou and Matt Podcast. So that's it for the Lou and Matt Podcast for this Friday. We'll have another podcast for you on Tuesday next week, but we'll catch you Monday morning from 6 on Triple M.